the Hot Shot with Kids Podcast Network. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Never o'clock. We're the Hot Shot Wiz Kids with Mike Klein Jr. and Mark Davila. And you know what I was thinking about? How envious I am of people who don't really have to make a whole lot of decisions in their life. Like dead people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm envious of the dead. Yeah, zero decisions to make. Yeah. You just no, keep I, on not existing. I was thinking about this one guy. Like before we graduated high school. He was already working for his dad. Like his dad owned some kind of business. And like, I, I can't remember what it was. Had something to do with steel or something, some kind of manufacturing thing. So, you know, he owned his own place. So obviously, like, okay, I'm working for my dad. I, I could go to school if I want, but I don't need to. I already have a job waiting for me and a business because that business is going to be mine. At some point, I'm going to take over that business. And already, from what I recall, what he was making in 1996 what he was making an hour is what i'm making now <laughs> in 2020 do you think his so, do you think his money went up that by that much too or is he just making a little bit more i don't know well actually he's probably making a whole lot more because he probably like owns the business now he's not just working do there. you know if the business is still around no idea mm. no idea well what but i've he, learned from tv though is that those guys resent that like they want to go off on their own usually to be like an artist or something yeah, yeah, or in real life, thanks, Dad. <laughs> but on TV, they're always like, "I want to be an artist, an artist." There, you can't make any money being an artist. Or you gave me a fucking living, and now I can make good money, and again, don't have to give things a whole lot of thought. I just keep running the same business that I inherited from my father. Like, oh my, my God, how much, how must that be? Do you know the thing about it is though, like I, like, my, where I work was owned was a privately owned business, but they actually. Um, sold it, wow. but but the but the family that owned it are still working there right now. Um, but they still do a lot of work. Like if I owned something, I would just be at home. Well, the that'd path. be the that'd be ideal. Like your business is so huge that you can just sit at home. But I don't think, it I, but that's why I don't have a uh, expense uh, or a, a lucrative business because I that's my thought process. Because if people are rich, are usually pretty hard workers. Well, you know the thing is though, if you if the business was big enough you probably could relax a little bit just because you have a lot of people to do all the day-to-day -day stuff but like a smaller business there's a lot you need to oversee yeah. and listen like I, I need to oversee this shit myself because I let any of these fuck-ups you know do something and you know you could ruin something on me and there goes my business like what if I, you what if you bought yourself a McDonald's restaurant I think I'd need to be there all the time yeah probably. you'd basically just be working at McDonald's but, but making 10 times more than the average McDonald's worker. But a guy comes in from high school and sees you in the back making burgers like, oh, shit, Mark is not doing well. Mark is making cheeseburgers for a living, yet I'm still I'm probably, you know, making a good wage. You have to put a big picture of yourself out in front, owner, Mark, so everyone who comes in from high school knows. The crazy thing is being owner of a McDonald's, you know, that's nothing to laugh at right all right that's if you're do the party test if you yeah, got you're at a party and the guy goes hey what do you do for a living 
I well, own a McDonald's. I'm saying though, I'd still feel shame. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. The, the party test of what you do for a living when someone asks you, if, if I own a McDonald's, like, oh, really? Huh. But the thing is, like, you're making a good living. You're like, if I own a McDonald's, I, I'd probably most, most uh, certainly be making more money than I do now. I guess, but there's a lot of franchise. Like, having a franchise is not as lucrative as you would think because there's a lot of franchise fees and you have to, you have to um, you know, follow a lot of rules and... What if you said I own a chain of McDonald's? Now I'm not so ashamed yeah. anymore. And then you gotta you gotta participate in their sales because they always say in the commercial participation may vary. But I've never gone to McDonald's like no, we no. don't have Happy Meals here. We don't do that Monopoly bullshit. Can I have a Big Mac? Whoa, we're not participating. I don't like Big Macs. We call them Big Larrys around here. <laughs> so there must be some rules that we, like you can't just decide to have your own food at the McDonald's. Like, you just have like your own like alternate menu at McDonald's. Well, although, do you recall that they had the secret menus? Which I don't know how real that stuff is. It just depends but, if the worker knows the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, like you could just ask the. It's kid not a secret. It's stuff they have. Remember, it was a McGangbang. Yeah, but it's all it's all greens. It's not like you can ask for like a um a roast fe- roasted pheasant or something like that. And they're like, oh sure, we'll make you that. Pheasant under glass. Yeah, or. You know, can I have some, um, uh, I don't know, think, think of another fancy food that they don't have there. Can I get a uh, filet mignon burger? They don't have, if they don't have it, they're not making it for you. Listen, Heard it. when I used to work at McDonald's and I come in on my off time, this one guy, uh, Mike Purcell, the one time he made me a Big Mac with like 25 patties on it. Holy shit. It was like huge. Like he could be, like he couldn't close the top of the, the cardboard thing. And then the another time I had like a 60-piece nugget. I paid for a 20, but I got a 60-piece nugget. So that's exactly what it was. It's just the workers are willing to do whatever they want for you. Got friends in high places, this guy. Not anymore. I don't know where that guy is anymore. But he doesn't work at McDonald's. But that guy would always report to me when he when he had a oral sex with his girlfriend the night before. I don't know why. <laughs> but like, hey, hey, Mike, what's up? Ate my girlfriend out last night. I'm like, okay, thanks for thanks for the uh, update. I think you wanted to know. Yeah, well, I was pretty jealous at the time. At that age, you were kind of living vicariously through him. Like, oh yeah, and he God. was a scumbag. You know, these scumbags always seem to get girls earlier than non-scumbags. Well, because they get scumbag girls. She was all right, though, as I yeah. recall. I think they broke up at some point, and it crossed my mind. Hmm. But I don't know. You know what? You it, it's thinking logically about that kind of stuff doesn't really help you. Logically speaking, she was with him. He's a gross scumbag. If I approach her and try to date her, I'm a clean cut gentleman. So obviously, she's gonna like you know flip over me. But no, doesn't work that way. That's the thing. There's a there's a we always talk about there's a window your late teen years, early twenties where I think girls they won't date just anybody, but they're they're more open to things oh. than than like a 28 year old they haven't kind of like discovered themselves yet and they don't know what their types are there's a lot of low self-esteem going around yeah that's why you'll see well that's why you see older guys dipping into that pool yep because you know you get like a 30 year old guy who's like you know he's normal dude but but he has a better job he's in a nicer car maybe he's got a house or a nice apartment he's dating an 18 year old who's like a nine because she doesn't know any better. She hasn't, like, figured things out for herself. I remember it was, like, 
what year was this? 2002. I had a 1994 Cavalier Z Z24. It wasn't even that great of a car. The car was so nice. They're like a that was like a sports car. I pulled. I I picked up this girl, and she's like, "Wow, you got a nice car." And I was like, "Can feel like what?" Like, this thing's a piece of shit. It barely, like, I had that car for like three years and I only drove it for like six months of those three years because it was always broke. But she All thought right. I was the nicest car. She's like, well, yeah, this is like, way nicer than my friends' cars. Even when uh, I had that same experience once, when I had that Pontiac GT, it was like a sport kind of car. But I mean, it wasn't a nice car, but it did look sporty. And I, d- I remember picking up a girl back in the days when I was like, you know, all over the dating apps and I was just kind of like, you know, dating it, wasn't even a- it wasn't even apps yet, was it? No, at this point it was yeah. an app. Yeah. That's weird that you would still get that then because I don't think that would happen now because most everyone has a brand new car. But I mean, well, she was poor too. I guess you have to, you, as long as you find someone who's really poor, that would work. Yeah. But she was like really impressed with that car. She's like, oh man. You got that's just more about her than you. Yeah. Because that, how, most people have a newer, newish car, like within five years old, and that car was what, ten years old or something? Yeah, probably, probably older. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't even remember. I actually, I think was it. I think it was like a two thousand and one. Yeah, it wasn't new at all. Like, where? What is she driving around in usually? I, no, she didn't have a car. Well, I guess anything's cool if you don't have a car. When you're riding the bus. You know what? Any like that car that was like, holy shit! What is this? Like, what are you a prince? I feel like that poor people in that really poor people is more obvious now than it was because back yeah. in the eighties, my parents never had new cars. It was always used pieces of shit, but everyone had a used piece of shit. And, and now it's hard to tell who's poor because like I'm not wealthy, but I drive a new car Yeah, because they give you these low price leases or, or a 10 year loan for your car. So the payments are like 200 bucks a month, but you know, you're paying $40,000 in interest, but Hey, it's spread out over 10 years. So you know we do live the American dream where even the poorest people in this country, I mean, live pretty well. Yeah. The, well, the, yeah, there's poor people and then there's really poor people, which yeah. most people don't really, they don't like to come in contact with those people. Well, like we have, let's say lower class, middle class, upper class, even though they change lower class to working class, I think, but I'm, I don't go by that shit. Well, that's not even accurate because there's rich people and then there's like, it's there's basically two things and then a bunch of different ones for the poor people. There's well, I was going to say there's more divisions because you have upper class, but then above that, there's like an elite like elite 0.02% of the population yeah. who have like, you know, they're fucking trillionaires. The problem is even if you get someone who makes $300,000 a year they usually spend almost up to what they make. Again, that's that's the upper class. That's not the elite. Yeah. So they're not that the rich. You have lower class, and then underneath that, you have yeah, fucking the guys, the people who can't afford cars and yeah, live you in have people that are like way lower. So there are different degrees. You can yeah. break that shit down. Yeah, I'm not rich, but I, you know, I'm nobody in my neighborhood knows how poor. But I'm probably just as poor as everyone else in the neighborhood, pretty much. Yeah, or I might be more poor. I, I don't know, but again, you know, that's not something that people talk about. Me and my fiance, we we both drive new cars. We have like holy shit. You know how many computers we have in the house? How many TVs we have in the house? How many cell phones? But we the have real in the house? test, and we're finding out now in this, uh, in the time I we're living in, savings. Yeah, how long can you live without a job? And most people can't live at all without a job. 
Yeah, if I lose my job, you know, my place, I live in a hospital and with, you know, pandemic situations going on, they started doing layoffs. So if I got laid off today and, you know, I'm not able to uh, get unemployment, even with unemployment, you know, it's, I'm not sure how that works. You hear rumors about it. people are making more money now. Well, yeah, the, the news, I think people lie because they're going, this is, this is Tina. She lost her job and she's worried because she cannot, she hasn't got any unemployment yet. And she said she can only ha- live on her, the money she saved for two months. I'm like, who the fuck has that much saved? First off, yeah, I don't have enough savings. Two well, I mean, months, I, two I, days I'd go. I actually, look, I've been hanging on to my tax money. So but I that's, not enough to, that's not enough to pay your rent and stuff. Oh, yeah, it is. For how long? Honestly, for what I have in my account, I could pay rent for... Uh... If you lost all income tomorrow, you didn't get any more checks from now on, how long could you live before you stopped paying some things? Um, a couple months probably, but then it's a different situation because my my fiance is still working. I'm saying now, saying no, all of you, everyone, no one has uh, worked, no one's making any money in your household. Well, first off, I had to I'd have to cut down some things. Like, listen, we're not. We I don't just have internet. I don't think I there's, have, there's, like cable. Yeah, there's no way I could go two months. We could I could probably go two months because I do have money in the bank. But that's you know that'll go fast. It goes the shit goes a lot faster between bills and groceries. Not and buying, gas. Buy, not buying any more fun stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, I've had a trouble oh. with. But I buy like I can tell that I've realized that I buy things because I'm trying to fill up an empty hole in myself. Like I buy yeah. things. No, we're all. And it's not as exciting as I thought. Of. First of all, I got to change what I buy because I'm buying like memorabilia and that's fun for two seconds and then it sits there. Yeah, <laughs> like all right, cool. Just now. Cause there's nothing you can, I need to buy more practical things that I can use. You know, I'm the same way. When I have extra money, I start, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm going through the wish app. I'm like, oh, what do we got over here? I'm like, look, save your money, dude. Stop trying to buy junk. And it's a, it's a, it's exciting for that second it comes in the mail and you open it up and then you forget about it. For yeah, the most I start, part. I used to collect knives and I kind of got in a little bit of a knife kick again. And like, oh, did you order you know, from the, the knife guy or? No, no. Like I said, the Wish app, because you know shit from China. Because you used they, to, you used to call into that show, the knife guy. Hey, everybody's the knife guy. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that in years. But you know, I'm buying. It's they got good stuff, and most of it's pretty good quality. But again, I buy it. It comes in. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Put it right back in the package. Yeah. The what do you can do? Down. That's the way I am with my sports stuff. Like I buy stuff, and it's like, what am I doing with it now? I don't know. It just takes you know, up space. If, if the end times come. I guess I'm set because I can go on a killing spree or protect the, my family with, uh, you know, swords and whatnot. But uh, assuming that doesn't happen, you know, it's just sitting there. When you were allowed to, I used to go to a bunch of um, estate sales. And I'm like, this is my fucking, this is the future of my estate. Someone's going to sell all my shit and I'll be dead, dead and gone. And everyone, someone's going to be rummaging around in my shit. I'm like, oh, look at this. Realistically, who's going to sell your stuff? I don't know. You're my sister. Like and like a niece. My sister's like twenty years younger than me. Yeah, but she she lives a risky lifestyle. So we cashing in, <laughs> cashing in on my useless purchases I've made over the years. So either your sister or your your you know your siblings, if they have kids, you'll have like a niece or a nephew selling your shit off. I don't like that. I, I'm gonna make a will that it all gets. I don't know what you're, they're gonna do. It just dump it somewhere. I don't know. 
landfill. Fucking burn it. You almost wish you were famous so you could start a museum. Ooh, or like an Egyptian pharaoh. They get oh, buried with yeah. all stuff. Like, I don't care. A bear me with a bunch of TVs and baseball cards. I don't know. That's a good idea. Yeah, all my all my football helmets and footballs like and pharaoh. jerseys. Just put just my guitar. Just put it all with me. Listen, so I need a mausoleum, obviously. You know, let's pack it all in there. Or I could be like a movie and, and, uh, and, um, never die. Befriend one of the neighborhood kids and then give them my stuff to piss off my family. I think that happened in that Clint Eastwood movie. Dead. He didn't do it to piss off his family. He did it because his family, they were pieces of shit. Well, I'm yeah, great. he didn't like them. Same thing. Yeah, true. I mean, it's a, b- both. Yeah would piss them off and they're ungrateful assholes. Our racist dad gave some Hispanic kid his car. What the hell? I know. How does that fly? (laughs) It was actually a really good movie. We should name it. Doesn't everyone know what we're talking about? I don't know. I I don't because I can't remember the name. El Camino, I think. No, El Camino. That's that. Oh, no. El... Yeah, I thought it was El... El Camino is the... um, El Torino. 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 Yeah, but I knew it was, it was a car, so I was on the right path. El Camino's the uh, Breaking Bad aftermath. But it's movie. a type of car. It's, 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 good. A, it's a car that looks like a pickup. Grand Torino. Yeah. No, That's- Chevy Cavalier. That was the name of the movie. The movie. <laughs> he left his 86 Chevy Cavalier to the neighborhood kid. All right. my That was my first car, but I believe it was an 88. <laughs> Great car. Like I said, I had I had my Z twenty four, which was sporty, so that was kind of a cool car. It was brown, the the brown eighty eight Chevy Cavalier. Do you ever wonder who who buys those? Like, like that was junked. No, but I'm saying, who bought that original? Like, ooh, look at this car. But in nineteen eighty eight, that was probably a nice car. I watch every once in a while on YouTube. I'll watch the old. There's Motor Motor Week, and motor. they'll they'll be reviewing like a. And the new in 1988 Ford Taurus, and they're driving around on a track. I'm, it's so funny because it's like anyone who's driving around that car now, people would be laughing at them. And here they are reviewing the car, telling you how good it And new for 1988 is a new six cylinder, five speed transmission. Ooh. You know what's weird? It's like, I, I, look, I mean, this is, I'm, right now is the first time that I've had a new car, right? Uh, but it's like, no one ever told me in my life that I could do things and it took me a really long time to figure things out for myself I always feel like I'm playing catch up with life like I'm always behind everybody else like I didn't know I didn't know I could do that like I graduated high school I didn't know I was supposed to have a career I didn't know no one told me and it took me a fucking decades to figure that out yeah you and I were late bloomers yeah, and it's like, like I'm always behind. I'm always fucking behind the game. Like I didn't know. I well, I not that I didn't know. I always had fantasies that I thought would just come true without any work. Yeah, like, like I, I've been thinking about it. It's like, I mean, there is some blame for my parents because I could have used some guidance. But lots with, of successful yeah, people have shitty parents, so. Yeah, I know. But look, I'm not giving them a hundred percent of the blame, but there's some. I definitely needed some guidance, obviously. I, I needed to know, you know, financial things and things about, you know, the real world and getting a job. And, like, they, they gave me nothing in that regard. So, like, you know, yeah, some. But ultimately, like, you didn't fucking know this, dude. You didn't know. You need to, you know, kind of figure out what you wanted to do with your life. And then eventually, you know, when you started making a little bit of money, had, like, a normal job, 
you could get you can lease a car that's fine just like you know getting an apartment like i didn't know i could do that i thought i just had to live with my parents well it always seems like you can't do it you can't afford it but then you just do it and you somehow you figure it out you do it and you manage i was poor as shit and somehow i had an apartment and a car i don't know i literally cannot remember how the hell i paid for that stuff without defaulting but i never did yeah, when I was, you know, when I was young, living with my parents, like, I'd love to have an apartment myself, but I can't afford that. That eventually, we just got one, we made it work. And like, you know, for most of my life, I'd love to have a new car. All my cars are always, you know, used, and they're fucking 20 plus years old and breaking down, always having trouble with it. Always, oh boy, hope this starts. Oh boy, oh, you hear a weird noise. And then, okay, I, I'm leasing a car. It's like, uh, apparently you can do that. I didn't know, even though everyone else fucking does it. I got my first new car in 2004 and I probably had no, by the, but the payments were like two something a month. I I would love to have a two something a month payment, but yeah, nice. I have no idea how I afforded it. Cause I barely had a job, but I, somehow I, I did. Apparently just doing normal shit, not paying everything late all the time. You probably had decent credit. Well, at that time. well, no, not even the credit part. I'm just talking about actually making the payments, but we, I would, I am like, I'm horrible at math, but I can figure out how to do the uh, bills dance. Where, you know, certain things you can pay late. and you like, like the icky shuffle? Basically, you just move things around where I can pay this one, you know, credit cards you can't pay late because there's too many fees. So you have to pay those in time. But the other stuff, you insurance and car payments, there's, there's you know, grace periods and cancellation periods that you can just kind of move things around and shuffle around and, and, and you make it work. Yeah. And then I, it would have been nice if someone explained to me when I was younger the idea of credit, how that works. Like, now I understand, but it's a little late. Listen, so now if I'm someone's trying. offering you what, what seems like free money, you're going to take it. Yeah, because you don't know any better. Like, look, listen, look, you know, at least now, now I'm fucking, I know some shit. So when my son grows up, he's going to have that guidance. I'm going to explain to him, you need this stuff. So you, these are certain things you can't do. It's like you're 22 years old. They offer you a $1,000 credit line and you only got to pay back $25 a month. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. And then, oh, guess what? I lost my job. Well, I'll just, you know, I got a, I got a, a lot of room on my credit card. I got like two grand left. So yep. I'll just pay shit on that. Yep. Oh, you need to pay that bill. I don't have money for it. I'll just keep that. I'll, I'll just take the rest of the money out of that. Yep. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I got money. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking dumb kid. Has no idea how anything works. Well, there's a lot of dumb adults out there. Yeah, true. I mean, at least, at least I'm understanding now, but I feel like it's way too fucking late, dude. Half your life is over, and you're just figuring things out now? Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, what, what the hell did life go by so fast for? I remember when you and I were like 22 years old and running around town. It was great. All by the horns. All arrogant. We, we had $6 in our wallets, but we were arrogant as hell. That's right. Better than everybody. Yep. Anyhow, I was so this week, last week, you gave me some sound advice about not reading, you know, comments and Twitter and all that. Oh, I thought it was about that whole murder suicide thing I we were talking about off air. No, but yeah. I, I I just I I try, but I can't. I can't stop reading people's bullshit and getting angry. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't get stuck in that rabbit hole. I don't care. That's that's great. You know I. Sometimes I'm annoyed by you're not caring about anything, and then I get it. Then sometimes I'm envious. Like, oh, it'd be nice oh, if I just oh. didn't give a shit. 
you know what? I do experience it in real life and I just try not to listen because like at work, people have a lot of dumb opinions. You know, they're, they're that's a lot of shit and they're having conversations and it's like, man, I really don't want to hear this shit. It's, it's almost like a, the comment section, you know? And so like, sometimes I'll put in my two cents, which I, I'm trying, which is a waste I, of time. I'm trying not to, because it is a waste of time. And like, listen, we don't need to get into it. And most people can't have rational conversations. People don't understand logic and, you know, being rational. And you know, arguing against someone's points is just going to make them, stand more firmly in their point. So it doesn't matter. Very few people are going to listen to your feedback and go, you know what? I'm going to rethink my whole, rethink this whole situation. It happens, but it is rare. So like, I'm like, I'm trying now. Like, I'm just like, okay. Like I'll literally just close my door. Like I, I'm not going to hear you or I'm trying to occupy myself doing something else. I'm just trying not to listen. Cause you know, you're in kind of close quarters. It's hard not to hear. Not that I'm eavesdropping, but we hear everybody. You start talking, I fucking hear you. I'm just, I'm just trying more. It's like I gotta occupy myself. Or just sometimes I'll like leave the area. I'll, I'm fucking going for a walk. I'm gonna go find something to do. That's why, like, I'm working at home for who knows, probably the rest of the summer. And uh, your life. I don't hear anybody's conversations. I'm sitting here with my dog, and that's it. And if your dog starts talking, you got other problems. Yeah, that would be an issue. You don't want your dog to start talking. I think about that sometimes. Like, if you like literally start started to go crazy, like what would you do? But there is no logical way to go about it because your mind has started to go in the first place. Oh, you so could, you're saying that if my dogs are talking, I'm probably crazy. Yeah. If you thought, like, wait a minute, maybe I have superpowers now. I can understand dogs. There is people who think they can listen to dogs' thoughts. Yeah, they're they're oddballs or just outright liars. Sometimes I think they these certain people convince themselves of these things. And just like when you have a dog, right? And don't you kind of attribute certain thoughts to uh, things that she does? Yeah, people people like to hum- humanize their dogs. Yeah. I do the same thing with our cat. She does certain things, and uh, you you kind of just like figure what she's thinking. Oh, she's doing that because of this. I think they just take that to uh, another level. Meanwhile, do- dogs and cats and animals in general, their 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 brains work in completely different ways. Well, you know what the thing is, though. I mean, uh, some of the things you attribute to them might very well be right, and that's what reinforces all of those thoughts. Like, I scientists know aren't even sure. If dogs um, like humans because they just because they give them food, or if they actually really do have affection for their owners, yeah, I there's, mean, there's a debate. Most, people want to think like my dog loves me, but maybe they just like getting food. They're yeah, they're, like, they're very food driven animals. I mean, that's so the way like, it works. They realized, you know, all animals. If I'm well, you know, domesticated. If I'm really nice to this guy, he feeds me. Well, it's so the same thing with raccoons and rats and mice. They they their populations are very successful right now because they've learned to take advantage of humans. Hey, my boss at work is a raccoon. Super successful. <laughs> Does he wear a little suit? Yeah. Well, now the mask he wears, he fits in a whole lot better because he was wearing a mask long before we were. That reminds me, I discovered a cartoon from 1989 that I never heard of called um, Rude, Do- Rude Dog in the, in the Dweebs. 
never heard of that shit. Yeah, it was on 1989. But I liked it because there's this punk rocking dog, and he has a gang of like loser dogs that he hangs out with and is like the leader of. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of the episode, he's sleeping in pajamas and then takes his pajamas off, but then is totally nude for the rest of the episode. <laughs> like, why would you wear pajamas? <laughs> Then you're just like a regular dog and yeah. just walk naked. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but it, it's, it wasn't a very good cartoon. It was based off, I guess, Rude Dog was like a surf brand, and they decided that, hey, we should put out a cartoon to get kids to buy our stuff. Hmm. But it didn't really work out for them. So speaking of masks, I'm I'm back again to these fucking people deciding not to wear masks in stores again. Man, and it, it fucking... It, I guess it's a pet peeve because it fucking burns it's my It's such goat. a simple thing. Well, yeah, it's a simple thing. And like as I said before, no one wants to do this. But it's the law in this state. You go into a fucking store, you do it. But meanwhile, there's always going to be a handful who refuse. And no one wants to say anything to them for the fact that they made the choice not to wear it. So obviously, they have a lot of energy towards not wearing it. So if you say something to them, they're going to give you Oh, shit. yeah, they're making a point. And no one wants to get like into a fight with anybody. Plus, the story's about people actually killing people over masks. It's like, I told this, you know, you can't come into the store, and then all of a sudden you're getting shot. Not wearing a mask is basically a political... Um... It is. It is. I would, it's a, I've been no, talking to people a lot lately about how certain things have turned political, which they already were like the American, if you see a guy flying the American flag now, there's a good chance that he's trying to make a point. Yeah. And it's like 50, 50 probably depends how they do it. If it's on their truck, if they have like a giant flag on their back of their pickup truck, that guy's making a point. Yeah, maybe. Or it's just an asshole. Cause there's a lot of, well, assholes. That's what I'm saying, but he's a, he's a certain kind of asshole. Oh, yeah. did you, do you still wear your Punisher shirt around town? Oh, every once in a while. I actually I haven't found I haven't seen that in a while. But did you know that Punisher was stolen by uh QAnon or whatever it's called? You don't know what QAnon is? No. So in 2017, I read I knew about it, but I read a whole in-depth article about it. So in two, 2017 on that website 4chan, which is like, you know, extreme area of the internet. Yeah, they, yeah. they this guy posted by the name of Q and he made it sound like he was like a some kind of Washington insider. But the whole basis is that I don't know if you remember Pizzagate a few years ago, where they said that there's a pizzeria in Washington D.C. that was had uh, slave kids in the basement and it was run by Hillary Clinton. No. Yeah, no. the story was Hillary Clinton was running a uh, child uh, pedophilia slave ring in the basement of this pizzeria, which didn't have a basement, by the way. And then at one point, some guy. Oh he decided that he had to go investigate for himself. So he walked in there with an AK 47 and tried going to this door and he couldn't get in. So he shot the door open, opened it up and all there was, it was like storage closet. So then he dropped his gun and got arrested. But, but the whole thing is that there's this whole pedophile ring run by the elites. I've heard, uh, no, I've heard about that ring. Yeah. It's all, they have a lot of stories about, you know, the, the people who, say that they were part of the ring like they were young and like you know i was at this party where at first i was serving food and i saw the uh, first uh, president bush and he came in there and he saw me like in the closet with somebody and uh, blah 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 I, i've heard those stories so it's all the elites and stuff and the big thing of their belief system is that donald trump is a savior and he was elected to to blow this all open 
and arrest all the people, Obama, Hillary, whatever, all the former presidents and basically, you know, what they call is the elite. Uh, you know what? I, the, I'm getting really fed up with all the conspiracy nuts lately. Well, yeah. It's like there's more and more of them. So this guy had been posting every once in a while. Now he's got some, he's on some new message board, not 4chan anymore. But so there's like hundreds of thousands of people who are followers of Q and they have all this belief. And by, and then what reason I mentioned Punisher is what one of their symbols now is the Punisher mask with an American flag over it. Now, can't Marvel <laughs> sue him? Yeah, but that their symbol. Well, first of all, he's anonymous. That's why it's QAnon. No one knows who it is, or if it's one person, or if it's many. And a lot well, of could, a lot of people think it was just some guy playing a goof, like he was just playing around, and then it took off. So he's like, "Well, I got to keep going with this." Very well. And the article I read is pretty sure that it's just going to become like a sect of a, of a Christian religion because it's a lot of Christian stuff in it. That's just going to become another Christian sect that's going to be around in the next couple decades. Yeah, whatever. Let but it's, it's so crazy. It's, it's so crazy. So the you know the other day they were all they they have a lot of bots and different people posting on Twitter about how things are about to it's all everything's about to break open. They they call I forget what they say, but they well, every, everyone's about to get arrested every second. Yeah, and then when nothing happens, then it's like, oh, well, business as usual. No well, one they, says, oh, they go, well, well that, that was just a, uh, he did it on purpose to scare people or something. I don't know. I'll, I, I think about all the time how dumb people are, and it's like, I'm a, I'm a fucking broken record with that. Like, I'm sick of hearing myself say it. But the thing is, it's fucking true. It's, it's like, not surprising. You know, humans, humans gravitate to this type of stuff. Like, uh, it's like people can't think. But the thing is, they even unintelligent people and then again yeah there's different areas of intelligence so i'm not sure what i'm even measuring here but it's just people don't have the critical thinking aspect down and they don't like I, you can't even explain what it is and they don't know what it is although everyone thinks they're pretty bright like i don't know it's, it's just it's just well in the article there's a guy who works for in floor he's a he's like a professor in florida his, his main thing is conspiracies he, like that's what he studies meanwhile his mom all of a sudden found some q stuff on youtube and now she's like a a follower of it you know what it's just like i've said in i don't know an episode or so ago about people just taking things as gospel they they get that new information and all of a sudden that's right and the the thing about it is we all have that um, way we view the world, right? And so when information comes upon us and it kind of fits in with how we already see things, we automatically accept that as truth. And if, it it and if, we, do if we don't, we get really, it's almost an anxiety. Like you don't like it. You don't like the way of information that you don't agree with coming into your brain. It, it just, it, it well, hates it. And then there's that feedback effect where it makes you stronger into your own belief system. It doesn't matter where information comes from. It doesn't matter, you know, uh, the legitimacy of it. It's It fits into my worldview. So that's already the truth. So as soon as I hear that and I'm like, yes, I, that's right. And then anyone else who doesn't believe it, like they're the dumb ones. They don't get it. The other thing like, a lot of these people say, if you question their, their stuff, they just yell at you to, to research it yourself. They don't like, they don't have like any details on their own. There's like, research it. The thing is, most conspiracy people, uh, there is a narcissism because they think that 
they're just so intelligent. They're the ones who understand it. And everyone else, bunch of fucking sheep. You just you, you yep. listen, you don't get it. If you were as smart as me, you'd be able to see what's really going on here. But meanwhile, it's just it that information, you know, you have that kind of conspiracy kind of mind, and you're gonna gravitate towards those things. So as soon as you hear it, it's gonna be yes, it fucking clicks, and like this is it. Like yep. why can't everyone else see that? They're not as bright as me, obviously. Well, it makes sense of things that can't always make sense to them. It's it, it's easier to pretend that there's like some pub, puppet guys holding puppet strings, you know, controlling the whole world than that, that nobody's controlling anything and it's just a chaos. I don't know. And it's just like, I guess, you know, it's just the way your mind works. Just when you hear about some secret cabal organizing the world and running things behind the scenes. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Obviously. It's just funny that they said that this guy was pretty normal and he just decided that he had to go to that pizza place and investigate for himself. Like, how do you but get to that point? You're not pretty normal. That's, 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 that information is not correct. Most of these people are religious in the first place. So that, so they're, well, what, that wouldn't be an idea. Like, you know what? I'm going to grab, I have, I do have a, an automatic assault rifle at home. So I'm going to take True. that. If you, know, if, you, if, if you have an assault rifle, you're, you're a certain kind of person anyways, usually. But obviously, you're not just like, he was just a normal guy, and then one day, he went and started shooting people up. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Just like the people protesting, they're bringing their guns. Like, you're protesting a virus. What do you need a gun for? Doesn't make any sense. So naive. Are you, are you overtaking the government? Because I don't think that's going to work. Even don't, don't get me started about... Uh, you know, overtaking the government's kind of in the Constitution because that's what we did with uh, England. Yeah, but I'm saying it's and not it's possible. To... No, I'm saying it's not. I agree, it's not possible, but it should be. You just, you just look silly. Like, look yeah. at all our guns. Like, yeah, if if the government really wanted to um, crack down on you, they could do it in two seconds. You know, listen, we declare martial law and get the the army in here, and you know, it's done. Any freedoms you have is a complete illusion. It's 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 just society deciding this is what we can and can't do. There's plenty of things we can't do that probably would make more sense if they let us do them, but that's just what society is, and then you agree to that. Or things that you'd like to do, but, you know, listen. There's we, social we norms. Yeah, in other countries it's okay. Here it's not. You know, this is what we have here, and, you know, it is what it is. And masks aren't part of the social norms, so people are like, wait a minute, that, that's going too far. Taking away my rights. And then there's a lot of people who believe that the whole virus is bullshit anyway, and I think a lot of the people with the, uh, you know, who are anti-mask or refuse to wear a mask are under the assumption that either it's made up or it's not as prevalent. There's, 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 a, I think they fall somewhere in between those things. I hear a lot of people I, say it's a strain. It's just a strain of the flu. No big deal. Well, I've, I overheard, you know, how every asshole now walks around on um, speakerphone when they're on the phone. Yeah. So uh, I'm overhearing a lot of unwanted conversation. So I was in the store and someone's on their phone. You spent a lot of time in the store, it sounds like. I, I, every week I go shopping. <laughs> it sounds like every day you're just wa wandering around the stores yelling at people with no masks. In my mind. No. So I'm overhearing this conversation and the guy on the on the other end and the speaker phone is like saying like how he doesn't believe that the virus is, you know, is real because like, you know what? When, you know, uh, Trump was telling people that they have to wear masks, he wasn't wearing a mask. 
So I don't even think it's real. Because he'd know Trump would genius. Trump is some kind of genius who would know. I'm just I'm so sick of people. I don't know why people think presidents are so like that they know everything. They don't. They know one thing, you know. Hold on. In our society, success means you're better than other people. It means you're smarter than other people. I don't it know. Mean, I don't know of any president who would have a real grasp of science. But like I said, that doesn't matter. Money and well, money equals success. Success equals money. So if you have one or the other or both, you know something that we don't. I don't even think the United States would elect a scientist as president. Like in Germany, Angela Merkel, whatever her name is, she's a scientist by trade and she's the leader of Germany. But do you think the U.S. would ever. She invented the Merkin? Yes. People don't know what Merkins are. It's fake pubic hair for movies. Yeah. Well, no, actually, you can buy them for private. I know I should. Ooh, what if I wear a Merkin, but it's so huge and it covers up my genitals and I just go outside that wearing a giant Merkin? Because my, my fiance was shopping for a hair extension. She's like, look, a Merkin. And they hit a, a pubic wig. Fun. Yeah, I, just, I said you should buy it. Yeah. But anyway, you're right. They wouldn't elect, especially America wouldn't elect a scientist because no. you have to be religious to be president. That's just, there's no way around it. Like, I, I, I my stats are, I'm sure, way off because it's just what I experienced in my life. But it feels like 90 to 95% of people are religious and they wouldn't accept someone who wasn't religious. I think, um, isn't in the United States, it's like 98. It, like in my life, it feels like it's like, I mean, hell, it might as well be 100%. I think the United States is one of the lowest percentage of people who say not religious or, 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 um, atheist, yes, whatever. Not. The highest are like you know Sweden and them are like like it's like it's like seventy or something. Like an atheist state. Pretty much, yeah. All those countries, Norway and all that. But United States, yeah. I mean, you could even you might. It's not like Trump was some religious dude, but somehow he convinced people. I don't know. Not he wasn't a religious guy. He just he was smart and he knew. Like, listen, you say you're religious, that then that becomes your base. He doesn't sound convincing though. Like he's just like. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. You don't obviously you don't need to be convincing. Apparently, I if I was a believer, wouldn't you want someone to be a little more convincing of it? Well, well listen. They convince themselves of their beliefs, right? So doesn't it kind of fit? I get Well, it's like that time I tried getting a a board op job at a religious radio station and I was lying to the guy in the phone interview and he saw right through it. Yeah. Cuz like, well, what were Not what, even What's your religious background? I'm like, uh. I could have bullshitted something because I do have a religious background, you know, with the church and religion. And if, if you recall, I even taught a, a year of uh, what am I, the, the confirmation classes. So, like, I, I have a background. Well, you, well, you know, I'm such a genuine person that I have a hard time fate being fake. <laughs> Did you say faping? I have a hard time. A hard time. I have a hard time being fake. Like, I could never be a waiter. Hi. Oh, please. I, I can bullshit. I mean, um, the one thing I can do, it's bullshit. I mean, what do you want? What do you want, fucking idiot? Although, with the way things are lately, it's like, it's getting harder and harder to bullshit. It's just like, things are really well, I was going to say, I could say, I could be a waiter now, because you don't have to, you just bring the food out to people. What car are you in? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, you're in, nah. the, you're in the Toyota Corolla? Corolla? Okay, I'll bring it right out. 
you know it's bullshit. So I or we uh got some um Olive Garden a couple weeks ago. So you know you order online and then you park in the uh the parking lot and then you got the the staff just comes out and it's like your name and then you just you know they go get your shit and you wait and whatever. So the dude gives me my stuff, which it was a really long wait. So but I finally got it and then he says, "Would you like to uh you know tip your?" I'm like oh fuck. Like, I didn't tip it online because I was like, all you're doing is bringing it out. I'm tipping? Not yeah, I'm not tipping shit. But meanwhile, he asks, and you just, you, you know, you don't want to say you're like to his face. Like, no, I'm not fucking giving you a tip. For That's smart. Like, yeah, asking people things to their face. Well, yeah. there's a lot of guilt problems. Now I, I have like a five in my wallet. I'm like, sure. And then just give him some fucking money. Like, I don't like tipping in the first place because they're doing nothing. You're doing something you're already getting paid for, dude. I know you're getting a shitty wage, but that's kind of on you. No one's forcing you to have this job. And, you know, if you were a server for a living, obviously you have a different opinion of things. True. But fuck you. Get a different job. We all have to do that. I'm not happy with my job. I'm not happy with the money I make. Guess what? this, uh, This is where I work. It's my decision. I have to find a better job if I want more money. Yeah, most people would not agree with your. Uh, I know your opinion. A lot of people would be very angry at your opinion, actually. Fuck them. But you know what? I, I was getting ice cream the other day at the ice cream place. At the ice cream emporium. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, all these businesses are taking like like you know they're we're taking precautions to protect our customers, but the one thing that didn't make sense to me is they have this little basket in the window. They still pre-lick all the cones. No. So, you know, you go, you go to pay, like, oh, I want this, and you go, okay, it's this much. And I go to hand the guy the money because I forgot there's a little basket. He's like, you got to put it in the basket. But I put it in the basket, and then he just picks it up. There's zero difference. Yeah, I know. What is the point of this basket? I don't understand. It's oh, not pr- protecting anybody. It could be the basket with him wearing a glove. So, like, that way, you know, he's not having any contact with it. But, but, is there, if, but I'm already touching the money. It was in my wallet. No, 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 I'm saying, but if we're if, if we were both gloveless and I touched the money, he had his, gloves on. So well, I, then what's your deal? My hand was stretched out the exact length to drop it in or hand it to him. There was no difference. Well, no, the point is he's, he's behind not, glass. Yeah, he's not touching the money. No, That's he the, is. I he put I put it in the bin. He picks it up and puts it in the register. No, no, no. But you said he was wearing gloves. Yeah not touching the money with his bare hands, gloves. So what's the difference if I hand it to his gloved hand or if he picks oh, up out of the no, bin? You're right. You're right. It's the exact right. same thing. Okay. No, I got you. The bin is superfluous then. It, it was just, it's just a, it's a, it's a theater. It's more just, you know, yeah, exactly. It's all theater of the mind. It's all theater. All these lines that they put out, like stand, it, you could still get sick. All right. Yeah. I don't care if you're six feet away from someone, you could still get sick. Well, because it floats in the air, and you walk through it, and now it's on your clothes. Like, just because I'm six feet from that guy, like, there's some law, like, I'm coming in, oh, shit, he's six feet away, I'm staying here. Yeah, I, listen, but the thing is... That was my impression of COVID, by the way. Okay. You gotta do something. They all sound like Skeletor. You fools. (laughs) You fools, the sun is out, now we're dead. I love thinking about, uh bad guy bosses like Skeletor and Corporate Commander because no matter anytime they failed no matter what happened they always blame their minions that's t- that's typical of management <laughs> it's basically just all that was like hey that's how management is like we we, we blame the you know the 
the drones. We don't blame us. We're t- we're on top. We're never wrong. We're down ten percent this quarter. You fools. Yep. They're all like that. Yeah, I suppose. Like, well, Skeletor, you hired these bumbling idiots. Hire that some is, some hire I, some better goons. That kind of is on you. Like you th- you listen. What did Beastman do during his um job interview that made you think he could do this job? Oh my god. I'm dealing with this now. Like these people, people interview people and I don't know, do they put any thought into this? Cause they think they're high. I remember this. There was this one guy who got hired at a place that he was awful. Before they hired him, the, the manager comes up like, we got a good one. Oh man. You wait till you see this guy. He's going to be great. And meanwhile, he was a f- total fuck up. It's like, what, what did you see? I don't know what he said to you in that interview. I'm going to tell you, everyone is a really bad judge of character. It's they're true. a bad judge everything they can't see through shit people are horrible because no matter what they ask and i've been in interviews where they go have you worked with this program and i'm like oh yeah i worked with that a lot and i'm like i don't know what the fuck they're talking about you know what off the subject i'd love to be able to do some kind of animation where wouldn't it, this would be awesome where you had Skeletor doing job interviews to be his minion, or Corporate Commander and Destro are sitting behind a desk and they're you know interviewing potential candidates to join. Oh yeah, uh, like when you get that the interview where there's like three people sitting there. That'd be awesome. So you have like Evil Lynn and uh, Skeletor, and they're just sitting behind a desk and they're like, "Now, what would you do in this situation?" You know, that would be for, that would be hilarious. Isn't that just a power move? Like we're gonna have like five people across from you on the table. I think next, I, my next job interview, I'm bringing in, like, lawyers and stuff with me. I have 30 people. I got more people than you got. I got an entourage coming in. They're all wearing suits and, you know. Well, be prepared not to get that job. They all come out. Like, they all sit down. They take out their briefcase and bring out a bunch of paperwork. Like, mm-hmm. Actually, oh, let, me, like, let me ask you some questions about your business. And then when they ask you a question, you look at your lawyer first. Then he nods. Then you answer it. They're like... Uh, let me, uh, my lawyer has a few questions for you. Yes, in quarter one of 2008, it seems to me that you're, you know, you, you just talk about their finances. Like, uh, your earnings dipped a little bit. Uh, how will this the- impact my client's uh, employment status? Yeah, nice. I should be asking the questions. Last year's fourth quarter, you had a surplus of 15%. Now, did that translate into any kind of bonus for the employees? We don't really talk about uh, money in the first interview. I've heard people say that to me. I know. That's what drives me crazy about job interviews. Literally, I go, what, what is, what's the wage? He's like, listen, man. This guy was really arrogant. It was like this little operation. I don't even know what the fuck they did. And he's like, we, don't, we, don't, we generally don't talk about uh, salary. Well, that's, not, that's not him. That's that's the party line when it comes to job interviews that's just you, you're that's another thing in life you're supposed to just figure out on your own you never mention money but this is what he said to me he goes i go well can you uh what, what about the uh salary <sighs> listen we do not t- talk about salary generally on the first interview but i'm gonna tell you this right now it's gonna be significantly more than you're making at your current job that's what he said to me I wonder if that's a, was that a lie or was that real i don't know i never got hired <laughs> this is a job where I sh- I showed up for an interview, and I walk in. I he's on the phone. He goes to he puts his hand up to the phone like people do, and he goes, "Next week." And then I, I left. Like I don't know if I actually came in the wrong week, or if he was just being an asshole and just like, "No, next week, come back in." I, I wouldn't have shown up. I'm like, "Fuck you, dude." I think that I think I didn't. 
because I went there like twice and then I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck this job is. They, they didn't really explain it to me. It was calling up something or another and... Oh, it was probably like some kind of telemarketing. There was a headset. Whatever was that. Whatever there was a headset involved, I'm like, I don't know. Stay away. Baby, yeah, he just puts his hand up to the phone next week. And I'm such a pussy. I'm like, okay, sir. And I walked out. Yeah, yes, sir. I just tried to be like, what are you talking about? You sit on the phone to come today at five o'clock, dude. Yeah. Man, I wish I was more ballsy like that. I would have got the job anyways, but still. It'd been nice to be. Oh, well, at least you'd have some self respect. Yeah. Yeah. There's not enough of that going around in my life, I think. I don't know why I'm so afraid. It's not like people are going to beat you up. Like, 99% of the time, you're not going to get beat up when you when you give people shit. Well, the thing is, in the workplace, there will be repercussions. You won't have that job anymore. No, but I'm saying in real life, when you're out... Back when you used to be out, out in public, you could be out in public. And people wronged you. People Although, jumping in line and shit. Like, If you give them shit right away, for the most part, people don't expect it. And people don't like it. They will most likely back down. But then you will have the uh, outlier of kind of person that likes to mix it up. And then you might have a fight on your hands. I don't know. How many times have you been in line somewhere and some asshole just cuts everyone and nobody says a word? But every once in a while that happens and there's an ass, another ass, a fellow asshole, and they're like, hey, get to the back of the line. And they do. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. And they do, they get they go and right back. And the other thing is once you, someone says that, the other people are more, they'll be more into yelling at them too. Yeah, and then they're like, yeah, that's right, man. What nerve of this guy. Yeah, that's how it is. It's like that mob mentality where... People will stand around and, and watch like horrible things go on because they're afraid that the rest of the group doesn't agree with them and they don't want to be singled out. It's I like mean, it's like a it phenomenon back, that goes on. Goes back to social norms too. Yeah. Like look, we have a comfort zone that we all kind of like, and then when we see something that's way out of our comfort zone, like we don't know what to do with it. But then you know, like you said, when somebody speaks up, they've then, done studies know. on groups of people and whatever it was, like. Most of the group disagreed with what was going on, but everyone was too afraid to say it, so they just went around, went along with the group because they're like, "Well, I might be the only one. I don't want to be singled out." Meanwhile, everyone was saying the same exact thing. I, yeah, I'm envious of those. Like, I wish I could be the guy that says something, but normally I'm not. Yeah. I think back to being a kid. My dad, he's the guy who would say something all the time. Uh, I've told the story before, but it's it's been some years. So we're at a KFC. And there's me and my dad are in line. There's a guy in front of us, and he, this dude is a super asshole. And he's just like, oh, just give me. She's like, the girl behind the counter is like, what would you like? Would you like a, a variety or just, or you want to, you know, you want extra crispy or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just give me whatever. And then she gives him, you know, just a, a random amount. Then he looks in the bucket and he's like, what is this shit? You gave me all this. I don't want all that. And then, you know, he's like, he starts to give her shit. And my dad just pipes up, like, hey, you told her to give you whatever, all right? Just take it. And so the dude just took it and he left. <laughs> Beat it, buddy. Well, your dad's intimidating looking. My dad, like, you know, he'll he's he would speak up. Even to this day. Like he's 70. And I think he's yeah, I'm pretty sure he's 70 or 71. He still speaks up. Like, yeah, well, I, old people are more I think when you're old you can get away with shit. Yeah. I remember like a, a couple years ago, like I think my mom told me or something that somebody was going to fight him at the gym because my dad will start, he'll just start talking. Like, that's how he's been his whole life. He says something. He doesn't he doesn't see something he doesn't like. He says it. He grew so, up in know, a school of hard knocks. He did, you know. How come he didn't pass it along to you? I don't know. We could have used some of that back in our youth. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. People where that fucking went. with us, and we just crawled away with our tails between yeah. our legs. I li- listen. That's how I grew up. You, le- you you take it. You keep your mouth shut. Move on. Move on about your business. Like that guy who accosted us after a concert. Yeah, one time we left the concert. A guy and his buddy came up to us, and he he said to you, no, he said to his buddy while looking at you, he said, "Is this the guy?" And his buddy was like, kind of shake. He's like, "I I don't know. I don't know." It's like, "Is this the guy?" I, I, I don't know. Is this the guy who hit you? And then we were all like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, come on, let's fight." And obviously, some guys. No, didn't like, he ask us who we're with first? Oh, he did. He did. Who are you with? He probably wanted to make sure that we didn't have a crew with us. Yeah. We're like, we're with each other. First, we were confused because, like, does he think we're with the band? <laughs> we were so confused. We should have said, like, yeah, we got thirty of our buddies inside. And once we got straight, what he was talking about, and like, no, we're with each other. Not, and- not that way. We're not. We're not lovers. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> But then they, once we got that clear, then it was the whole thing where apparently he just wanted to fight. And it's like, I, some people just enjoy fighting. They go out on a Saturday night, they're going to get into a fight. I find but, for the most part, though, if you don't fight back, they don't, people aren't attacking people mostly. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like most people are going to start punching a guy who's not willing to fight back. Sometimes. I, I don't know. I really, I could say. I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with that. You never got, you never got pummeled to death? I, I've gotten punched a couple of times in my life, so, but not a lot. But again, we just kind of like, oh, whatever, and we just walked away, and, you know, he kind of yelled shit at our backs. But that happened a few times where people just, like, randos just come up and start saying shit. Just like, what is your problem? I, we're just walking here. I'm walking here. I remember we came out at Denny's once, and the guy's like, hey, you guys freaks? Or I don't know. He said some yeah. shit. He's like, hey, you're a freak? Then I'm like, What? <laughs> And I wasn't like I wasn't dressed as a freak. I had to like normal clothes on. Very confusing. Yeah, I don't know what he was up to. Like, just people just want to like throw down, I guess. Right? And then I'm like, for years, I just fantasized about like killing that guy when he said that. <laughs> Your fantasy. Getting in my car and running over the whole group. That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, this show's going way too long. We gotta end it. You understand repercussions, though. And the repercussion of having a show that's too long is people get bored. You mean that I couldn't go in court? Like, listen, man, he called me a freak. He he deserved to be run over and then backed over again and then run over again. I'll allow it. That's the judge. Yep. I was, a, I was a loser once, too. We need to end this shit. We have been going long. Right. Anyway, ajawiskids.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Tell a friend we're still recording. 